In this episode of The Full Nerd, a full GPU crisis is declared. And what you can do to get your game on. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 40, recorded on February 6th. I said it correctly, February 6th, <laughs> 2018. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. Annalena Yee. Everybody hey. clap. Everybody, she's been Ooh, gone for a while. She's back. Yay. Busy, Hi, everybody. But she's been hunting for good PC deals and how to fix your PC gaming problems. <laughs> and, of course, controlling vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, Gordon. Guess what? For for the big four zero. For, for the full nerd celebrating, you know, going oh. into that, that middle life. I have a big <laughs> present for everybody, whether you're listening to the podcast, the YouTube, you know, the usual Facebooks. Uh, uh, we are live on Twitch. Oh. Like, PC World now has a Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash PC World US. No spaces, no, no, no dots, nothing. So... Full Nerd will always go to the other places, but now if if you like Twitch, you can go over there, and, and we at least have one person on Twitch saying that the the latency is is better. Twitch uh, is so nice. yeah, get get your questions in faster to us. Thank so. you, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, so, so sign up for it, uh, and we will be eternally grateful. Remember when they used to ban you if you weren't just playing video games? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. now now you can do whatever you want. I th- you know. So we started with Justin TV, and then we, then we split off to Twitch, which is only games, and now we're back to essentially Justin TV. Twitch. Full circle. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Ustream is like a paid platform, though. I, I, it is. Yeah, it's like so, livestream.com. Yeah, yeah. You have to like pay to do that. Well, it's good for more people to get us because they're trying. They are trying to squelch the information we have. Yeah, we, we, is, and we've got a ton of information on. Well, first, the GPU crisis. The end is nigh, as we know. Is that true? It seems like I have not even checked in days and days because I'm like, you know what? I'm hunkered down. I'm it's like, not pretty. I'm in my office. I've got like an old uh, 680 car <laughs> locked and loaded and ready to go. Like, you know, like the zombies are shambling. The shelves are empty. How bad is it, Brad? It is. It is very bad right now. It's it's gone down a little bit. In the past few weeks, with the price of Bitcoin and whatnot dropping, but you're still finding many, many graphics cards going for roughly twice their MSRP, and sometimes so, more a than twice, less. right? Sometimes more, sometimes less, but on but average, they all cost double. a lot. Yeah, like is Vega sixty four still like whatever eighty five thousand dollars? I traded uh, a roughly. Tesla for one. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roughly. Is it when really uh, still we like first can... started covering this a couple weeks ago, one of my suggestions to get over in the meantime while prices were high was to buy a GTX 1050 Ti because that thing's supposed to be 140 bucks. You can pick it up for 170, 180 bucks. Since then, it's up to 225 or so today. Yeah, so it's, like, even it's the cards below that are starting to see inflation. It's it's crazy. It's really, really bad. So, I mean, but Bitcoin is, is we've all seen the stories. Bitcoin is on decline, or at least, let's say, cryptocurrency mining is not a big deal. Wait, so all the money I got is, is worthless? Yeah, it's all worthless. <sighs> but by Dang the it. way, uh, the IRS would like to talk to you about all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what, I, what, what the hell? I mean, I thought if, if, if cryptocurrency is is crashing harder than than the stock market then <laughs> the prices of video cards would get better i mean no. well it depends they have peaks and valleys cryptocurrency yeah. all the time so go and ahead i don't i don't think we're gonna see the prices 
react to that immediately. It's not like the stock market, stock market where it goes up and then it immediately comes back down and whatever. I think the cryptocurrency prices would have to lower and stay lower for us to start to see the graphic card prices drop. And they're still profitable is, is the big yeah. part. A lot of them are still profitable. So if you're making money on it still, why would you get rid of your hardware? Yeah. But still, I mean, I, it's just funny because I mean, when what's what do we have to get to where video cards you'll be able to buy them? Is it? I mean, I just imagine going to you know retail Best Buy and the store's shelves looking like a zombie apocalypse, right? There's like nothing. People are rushing in with like you can get some celery stalks and like a GT, you know, five eighty at this point, right? I went to uh, Best Buy shortly after Christmas, and there was a single XFX RX five eighty on the shelf. And it was selling for five hundred dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because wow. recently you wrote an article, Brad, uh, on PCWorld.com about it's it's a horrible time to be a gamer. You know, a horrible time yeah. to to build a, a, a PC uh, because of all this. I mean, and, and it's not just GPUs. That's what we're focusing on here today. But you know, it's like all around yep. we're we're getting we're getting squoze. Yep, GPUs and RAM prices. Those are the two main it's, it's, ones. Uh, Killer combo. Yeah. Like I recently did a build guy of an article, an article that had uh, a Ryzen five processor and a GTX ten fifty Ti, and the build for the thing wound up being eight hundred and fifty bucks or something oh. like that, which is a lot of money for that kind of hardware. But that's just what prices are these days. You couldn't get it any cheaper. I mean, for that price, you might as well just go out and buy two Xbox One Xs, right? I mean, you can you can gain, <laughs> sure. you can get twice the game. I mean, especially because uh, Microsoft's doing all these promotions right now, where if you buy one, you get a gift certificate for that retailer. You know, I went to the. <laughs> I I understand. Um, there's so much love between Valve and Microsoft that if you go to the Microsoft store, you can exchange your entire library of Steam games oh. for all those free Xbox oh, games. Oh, that's, that's true. awesome. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. No. Yeah. So no. <laughs> Cost of the actual software is still expensive, right? The games are not cheap. Well, so. but Brad, la- last week, you know, we did talk catch talk about this uh, a little bit, and, and you know, in in the comments, uh, you definitely got some people being like, "Really? Are you, are you really recommending people play on uh, consoles at this point?" I do. I do actually. Uh, especially like Defend I said, yourself. With the GTX 1050 Ti being 225. I mean, you can pick up an Xbox One S, not the X, the S, for 180 bucks at Target these days. I've been seeing that consistently over two weeks. And for 180 bucks, if you're just looking for a stopover solution, I mean, you get the whole console. It comes with a controller. You're ready to go. Yeah. If you can find a good GTX 1050 or 1050 Ti around the same price. Maybe it's worth swapping that out in the meantime. But I, I would honestly, I'd just tell people to go get a console. But the games, you don't. I mean, well, but we're sort of assuming you are starting from zero. Most people that are PC gamers already have an extensive collection of games on Origin and Steam and the like. And I just cannot really see them going. I just can't see switching. I mean, I think it depends what they want to play. If they end up playing nothing but, you know, third-party titles that are going to release on all platforms and they don't really necessarily care about having everything in one ecosystem, then you could basically do Brad's method of a stopover and say, well, I want to play the latest Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed, and this lets me do it now without too much pain. Yeah, I I just don't... (laughs) For me, I could never do it because uh, I know the controller. What? It, it's no like, way! No it's way! Not even Stop that, it! Look, consoles are 
consoles are PCs at this point, right? They're just derivative PC parts. There are leftovers. Right. Hey, fine, let's submit it. That's cool. Great price. But uh, there's no keyboard mouse. There's no keyboard mouse. For me, that is a... Def- if you put a keyboard mouse on Xbox, I would say, hell yeah, that's actually not... Really? Yeah. Somebody yeah. marked this. Yeah, right. Well, it yeah, is right. just a PC, for yeah, God's yeah, sake. Yeah, let's, let's face it. Thank God, thank God we let them have our parts, our old parts. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm sorry. Yeah, if they just, give the graphics back, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certain games, you know, uh, you know, fighting games, sports games, yeah, controllers are great, but, you know, the vast majority of things that the PC is, you know, superior at there's just I don't see any crossover to console. I just don't. You know, there's no RTS. You know, there. How do you play RTS on a on a on a console? You know, it dep- like Atlanta said, it depends on what you play. If you're one of the people who constantly plays League of Legends, who is playing RTS games, you know those traditional like PC strengths, then yeah, it'd probably make more sense to overspend and buy a RX 550. It won't do very well, but you'll still have access to all your games. Huh. But if you want to still have access to the new games and have them run semi-decently, I think a console is a better option than getting something like a GT 1030 or something like that. Or just a tight. I mean, this has got to end, right? I mean, actually, that is a really good point. That's it's, what we hope. Hopefully. How do we, what happens if this situation doesn't change in 12 to 24 months? Is it the end? I mean, because I, I don't know what we do. I, I, I don't know. I mean, at that point, I think it's kind of force people in who are gamers and not miners into these alternate routes of getting access to this hardware, which is what we're going to talk about eventually. I don't know if it's time for a segue. Or <laughs> not, well, no, not, not quite I have yet. to talk about that later, too. But <laughs> I, I, I think if it sticks around for another year or two, then I think demand will be ramped up and or supply would be ramped up to meet the demand. Well, right I mean, now, I, everyone's kind of cautious because the last time that the first Bitcoin spike happened, AMD and his partners built a ton of GPUs to take advantage of it. And then the Bitcoin market crashed and all those cards got sold used and they were left holding tons of inventory, these new cards that nobody could sell because everybody's buying the used minor cards. Right. So they're all playing kind of cautious right now. But I think... Gordon's point is like, what if they play cautious indefinitely? Because they're always afraid the bottom's just about to drop out as they go into production. Then we're just going to be stuck with these conditions, right? How long can we last? I guess, um, I, you know, could, I think I if mean, it winds up being a year. I mean, this is only a month or two old to be this bad. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't even bad at the end of December when I was looking at prices. It just, it just happened right around CES, like early January, Mm -hmm. just boom. So, I mean, if it, if it lasts a year, I think I I would think that manufacturers would start to ramp up supply. If you see consistent demand for that long. No, NVIDIA actually has tried to do something though. Haven't they? They, they went out and they uh, warned they, people? They did a PR kind of thing to try to help. What? That wasn't enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, someone asked them about it, and they said they encouraged their partners mm. to limit, you know, how many GPUs customers can buy and, you know, only verified for gamers. But that's not something they can control or They can do, do a limit, though. They just encourage it. Hey, we hope they're selling it to gamers, is basically <laughs> the well, extent of it. And, and <laughs> I'm sorry to, to, to back up real quick, uh, uh uh, Jami, Jamie, Yami. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. On Facebook, he says, uh, "Can we narrow down the main reasons uh, those are responsible for such GPU crisis and price escalation? I mean, is this just mining that, that, that's that's driving this up? It's it's mining. There's also the RAM problem that we were talking about earlier. In general, talking about system memory, it's also inflating the prices of HBM2 and GDDR5. So the memory that's used in video cards have inflated prices right now 
like uh, Gamers Nexus did a video. They talked to a bunch of people behind the scenes, and they said it's as much as twenty to thirty dollars per graphics card. They have to spend more now on RAM, so that feeds into it. The insane demand for mining feeds into it. The fact that all these graphics cards are just so old at this point that there's probably new graphics cards generations somewhere around the corner, so they probably don't want to hmm. build tremendous stocks of current gen. You know what I mean? Hmm. All that stuff kind of fits in. And I, I still, in my pet theories, there's a lot of speculation going on because somebody's buying up all these cards. I mean, if you think about it, if you're Amazon, Newegg, you know, Best Buy, whoever, you, you got a pallet of cards. You don't care who buys it. You just want to sell them. Yeah. If you're going to move them yeah. in, if you can sell 400 video cards in two minutes, <laughs> it's better to do that to some miner than it is to like, wait, you know, three months, sure. do- dole them out over three months. There's still right? customers, like people hate on miners, but there's, there's still people yeah. who are legitimately buying hardware to yeah. use them how they want to use it. Well, <laughs> well and, so, and sometimes quicker than gamers, right? Because if, if they burn out of the card, they're going to burn out of a card quicker than a gamer. So, you know, they could be buying, you know, multiple ones, right? It, it varies. A lot of miners, that's, that's a common conception, but a lot of miners actually reduce the temperatures and clocks in their cards so that it doesn't burn out so easy and it puts less stress on it. Huh. So That's the old 290 days where people are just blowing <laughs> them up, right? <laughs> yeah. Brad, I'm actually wondering also if the fact that cryptocurrency hitting the mainstream media also contributed to that because I feel like that was the definitive difference between December and January where December we all knew prices were inflated but they weren't as inflated but then um, you know your CNNs and MSNBCs and all of the cable network you know shows were talking about Bitcoin and how it's like taking off and people are suddenly like millionaires and so I've been reading stories like general news stories about people in you know just random parts of the country who don't really know anything about it but are thinking this is going to be my pension <laughs> and so they've, <laughs> they've gone out and started mining like figure out how to mine because they want a little bit of that that cash. So. It's true. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that Bitcoin hit $20,000 in December and all those stories happened. And then this started yeah. spiking so hard at the end yeah. of December. So I think the and news because when Bitcoin it. spikes, all the associated ones like Ethereum and Monero and everything, they also spike to go along with it. So and prices have all come back down, though, since then, or at least more reasonable prices. Uh, Bitcoin definitely has. The other ones have also been plunging, but not as bad as Bitcoin throughout the across the board i mean e- e- even i was uh uh how much did you make ca- adam ca- i was cautiously interested in <laughs> in trying it uh brad helped me you know set up uh set up something to j- i just mined for a couple days you know on my 1070 at home just to see what it was i i borrowed a what did i borrow what is that called the the power draw to see oh how much, just a watt meter yeah just a watt meter to see how much power was being drawn and stuff and yeah i mean it was relatively easy to just set up you know run a couple benchmarks and just let it go you know i and the power draw was like 320 you know uh, yeah. watts or something uh you know on my system and you know after doing the math it's like okay I, I i could be up but you know it was averaging like oh you're gonna average like five bucks a day you know and then a couple days in it dropped down to like oh you're averaging three bucks a day because bitcoin you know and then i was like you know, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I don't have like a crazy operation here, so I, I didn't keep going with it. But I mean, the like, it seems so easy for people to get into, and I think a lot of people did. You know, and it, until you try to cash out. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 an interesting. You could steal the electricity from your neighbor, Adam. That's it's like pot growers. You know, like you yeah. wired straight into the. The utility pole. <laughs> I wonder how many people are actually running their farms off of solar. 
<laughs> I mean, electricity is it's funny. It's just like data center, right? It's just the, the problem is uh, paying for electricity. Right. Energy is a problem. So uh, that should we actually, I'm wondering if that, that gets us to what to do for how to. Uh, how to uh, cope. How to cope. And I, this is a good reason to actually read reader email to prove that I read reader email once in a while <laughs> when I do. This is from Dwayne White. He says, I have four PCs that I need to replace in the not too distant future. My son and I have both have Core i7 or Core i5 750 and an i7 860. Linfield, those are old boxes. <laughs> With the 750 Ti's and a Radeon HD 7850. Even with SSDs, these machines are showing their age. My wife and our daughter are still using a Pentium dual core machine with Radeon HD 5670 and an OEM Gateway Sandy Bridge i3 box that I slapped a Radeon HD 7750 into. Hmm. With RAM and GPU prices going nuts, the pre-built boxes seem the way to go. Any recommendations on vendors you trust and maybe something I could purchase that gives decent performance at 1080p? Wife and daughter are not going to be overly concerned about frame rate and other eye candy, so as long as that's sexist, you never know. She could be playing at 3 o'clock in the morning at 4K. Just so long as it performs adequately to give a good experience. Uh, my son are more critical of PS games. Alright, and uh, last question. I know uh, how much Gordon loves consoles. I do have a current, ga- current gen consoles in the house. I get the greatest satisfaction from a small gigabyte Bricks APU box hooked up to the living room TV. So loud. I use this with four <laughs> Xbox controllers via a USB dongle. Yeah. Nice. So, this brings us to the next topic where Elena has been doing research. We sent her undercover. She's actually been working at retailers. I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> uh. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So, um, I'm sure some of you saw Brad had an awesome article on PC World about, you know, just don't buy or don't do a DIY build, buy a pre-built one because you'll save hundreds of dollars. Yep. Literally true. So I said, okay, well, let's actually see what else is out there. And I would, I tried to find the best options for 1080p gaming, 1440p gaming, and 4K gaming. There's, there's a lot of options, but not all of them are great. Um, and what I came up with was, and I actually ended up messaging Dwayne last night directly because I'm a little bit uh, particular. I like to like nail my suggestions on the dot. So I was like, well, what's your budget? And so he ended up telling me that he's like, well, I don't really want to spend more, let's say more than 800 per box. So mm-hmm. he's going to replace, he was thinking of replacing all four of them. I had no more than 800 a box, which I got to say. It's solid. Yeah. I got to say like. Man, I, I hope my family someday is willing to do that for me. <laughs> um, and so the two options that I came up with for 1080p gaming were um, a clearance item on Lenovo's site, which is their Y720 Cube. I don't know if you remember that. It's like this little kind of gray and black box. It's really cute. Um and for some reason, they still have stock of uh, systems with a Core i5, 7400, 8 gigs of RAM, and an 8 gig for, uh, 480, RX 480. Oh. Damn. So uh, that right now, because it's on clearance, there's like an extra 10% off. So the final price before tax is $720. Oh, that's not bad. Wow. Yes. That's less than you would spend on a 580 right now. <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty much the same price as um, buying just that one part. 
<laughs> and um, the nice thing is, so even though it, it only comes with uh, a hard disk drive, so if you wanted faster boot storage, you'd have to buy an SSD and pop that in, which admittedly isn't the cheapest right now either. It's not as inflated as RAM or GPU prices, but even storage is a little expensive right now. Well, and, and in Brad White's were- case in particular... Uh, since he said he already had SSDs in the older ones, you could probably just swap them over. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Wow. True. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So you don't even have any extra outlay for that. So mm-hmm. not well, bad. Comes in under eight hundred. Yeah. Um, I did the, our other option. Dwayne uh, has already bought everything one they had left. So <laughs> if you're listening, maybe. Um, I have to admit. So I, we published a story yesterday, which is Monday, and so every time I do a deal post on a Monday, I sweat out the whole weekend because you know you you write it beforehand, and I always worry that the prices are going to change. So like Monday at midnight, I was like, "All right, before this publishes, I'm checking everything." <laughs> I was so scared that like someone was going to find the same deal and just buy the whole lot of them. <laughs> That happens. I've had that happen. It on does happen. <laughs> um, so far, I think it's still there. Um, so that's one option. And then I also asked him, I said, hey, well, I don't know what your tastes are when it comes to upgrading. Like, do you plan to try to upgrade these boxes down the road beyond like maybe swapping out the GPU? I said, if that's the case, then you might want to look at another option. And so the other 1080p option I found, which is not really what I found, it's something that Brad found in his original article, which is one of the best prices out there, <laughs> is a Dell Inspiron gaming desktop PC. It has a Ryzen 5 1400, so a quad-core processor, 8 gigs of RAM, um, again, a hard disk drive, and a 4 gig version of the RX 570. So still solid 1080p gaming, but you don't really get that 1440 option with like the 480 that you kind of go up if you wanted to. Um, But it's a a better path for upgrading. So because I was talking about this with Gordon yesterday, because the one drawback to these pre-built systems is that even though um, Zen uh, motherboards, AM4, will support at least up into what, like Zen 3? Like, was it 2020? Yeah, 2020. It's not clear what chipsets are going to be supported. And so you'll need a BIOS update to drop in a new chip. And with these pre-built systems, it's not always clear if the vendor is going to issue that update for the motherboard. So with that in mind, I can't say for sure you'd be able to upgrade to like Zen Plus or Zen 2 down the road, but you could at least still drop in a much faster or many more cores within even the Zen family right, right. now, or sorry, Ryzen family right now. So this is a better path for upgrading the CPU and then kind of waiting out prices for GPUs and then maybe you'll be able to buy you right. know, and a better card down the road if you want to. And for people who don't know, typically large OEMs like Lenovo, Dell, HP, they, they don't like to go back and issue new BIOS updates to support new processors. Um, mostly because they have to have they have to pay some engineer to validate it and make sure it doesn't blow things up before they push it out to, to customers because they have real money they can be sued. Mm-hmm. So if everything works, we leave it alone. You don't spend any money on it. If you want to mess with it for something that you know one you know point five percent of your customers might possibly do, it's not worth it to them. Um, there are other options though, right? So. Third option, which is not listed in my article after I had the discussion with Gordon, was there's this uh, CyberPower PC deal on Best Buy. And I think it's specific to Best Buy. I think it's a SKU they produce only for Best Buy because I couldn't find it on their actual site. 
our CyberPower site. And so it's a little more expensive. Oh, sorry. I didn't give price for the last one. So the last one we just mentioned, the 570 system is currently, I think, like 720, 740 with Dell's like 10% off coupon and sale price right now. This next system I'm mentioning, the CyberPower PC one, is 750 um, and it has a Ryzen 5 1400 uh, CPU, 8 gigs of RAM, and a 4 gig RX 580. But because CyberPower, Gordon was telling me, CyberPower uses off-the-shelf parts, you're more likely to be able to use a Zen Plus, Zen 2, possibly even Zen 3. I don't know what chipsets it's mm-hmm. going to support uh, down the road. So that's a better option if you really want to upgrade things down the road. So there are That's options. Nice. Yeah, there are options yeah. out there. Oh, and this one has like the really fancy LED lighting. You can make it all yeah, different, pretty, pretty colors. Really pretty there. Yeah, it's super nice. Yeah, and they, the thing they, is, it's good to consider uh, upgrades down the road. I feel when you're buying a new system, but uh, it's worth pointing out that the 75, the i5, 7400, even though it's last gen, and the R5, Ryzen 5, 1400 are still very good processors right now, and they'll last most people at least a few years to come. Right. Right, because most so. gaming is not really multi-core anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really matter that it's quad-core. Versus, yeah, but it is know. those, you know, I, I got to say, you know, we all, we all say nobody up, ever upgrades, but then you're always that one person going, how come I can't upgrade? And, the, you know, I've cruised plenty of times in Dell's forums, and people go like, well, how do I drop in? What CPU can I drop in? And yeah. there's There are actually people who do this because, you know, there's a lot of these machines out there you never know four or five years they're going to want to put a newer cpu in so yeah it, it is something people do so it oh. is it does <clears throat> suck when you can't do it because it's, they, they yeah but it's like for the dell ones i was looking it up because you know when i make a recommendation i want to think of as many potential use cases as possible and it's really specific the kind of like power supplies that you can swap out for because of whatever specific like voltage and the rails that they support in the their in their particular PSU so like if you don't get the correct one when you get off the shelf it won't necessarily work right <laughs> and there's like these forum threads that just like kind of go it's like this model from Corsair but not this model from Corsair <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize that that's wild yeah yeah well uh, people used to rail at them they've railed at you know large OEMs for a long time for using not industry standard i think hp did pledge that they were going to use follow all the standard industry specs i don't know if dell necessarily did hp so i was actually looking at a pavilion system to mention in this article for you know budget gaming not even 1080p gaming and i you know i asked them hey i'm just trying to figure out like what your position is on you know replacing parts and of course they came back and they said we support industry standards, but due to our very specific standards and, you know, engineering, we do not recommend at all that you replace the parts. And um, what else did they say? Oh, and they pointed out it also avoids your warranty. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, Which, they're not going to ever make a definitive statement that you no, can replace no. parts. They have lawyers that are standing looking over their shoulders yes. as they talk to you, so they're never going to do it. But if they say they follow standards, that means you got a good chance of replacing power supply. Motherboards can get a little weird sometimes, especially with the cases and layouts, but they they can get a little wacky with some systems. Well, so on their high-end systems, though, there's industry standard. Real quick, uh, a question over on YouTube. Uh, Leslie's wondering, uh, can you update the BIOS yourself with these uh, cyber power and systems and stuff like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you would have to. You just would need to know what uh, motherboard you're rocking in there, and then yeah. go to the vendor site. So, like for so, just so people know, so you, you know the classic sort of very large OEMs, tier one as they used to be called, <laughs> HP, Lenovo, Dell. These are huge, huge companies. They sell millions and millions of machines. Sort of like maybe a step down would be um, so these semi-custom uh, vendors. I like I would consider uh, CyberPower, iBuyPower. It's another right. equivalent nearby. And what they are, if you go to the websites, are crazy because you basically go through and you pick your motherboard, you pick your case, you pick your power supply. It's almost like you're paying them to assemble it for you. And they're mostly, yep. from yep. what I understand, they're almost all off-the-shelf parts because they can't. They, they're not like Dell and HP where they go on the engineer, have somebody Foxconn build them a specific motherboard. Right. You know, some people want an MSI board. Some people want an Asus board. So you can just use the BIOS from uh, Asus or MSI or ASRock or whoever, whoever makes the motherboard. So yeah. that's the nice thing about it. And they are, because they are just using an off-the-shelf case, and off-the-shelf sh- uh, uh, motherboard, your chances of upgrading it are pretty much 100%. So. Yeah, whereas the ones like that Dell makes for all their computers, they would be the ones who would be in charge of issuing a BIOS update, and they're not yeah. going to do that, right? right. Unless, but you know, I, I got to say though, I I, feel, I do think there's a good chance for their Ryzen-based systems because they're probably going to use those same motherboards um, yep. for you know Zen Plus. So I think they'll just drop a BIOS or whatever is required right. or whatever. Well, uh, and on this topic, we've had a, you know a couple questions in chat about that. You know, uh, is is that an option? You know, uh, can can you uh, can you go for the uh, you know the new Ryzen APUs and 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 get away with gaming while you wait uh, for for uh, for GPUs to come down in price? Ah, uh, so that's a good question, Brad. You want to go first or? Yeah, I'll go first. That's actually something I'm very very interested in seeing, and I hope to test that myself soon. Because I tested the last-gen APUs, the A10s or whatever they were called, and they actually delivered surprisingly good performance. I mean, I had no problem playing eSports games. I could play Rainbow Six Siege and Tomb Raider in like 720p, low to medium settings. And these new APUs have Vega cores, so they're much more powerful than what was in there before. Right. So, I mean, you can't tell until you've actually tested them to be sure. But all indications point to this being a great stopover kind of option for gaming. Yeah, and uh, so there are two, for desktop, there are two parts announced. Uh, I've been calling them Ryzen G, which is not really good <laughs> because nobody's calling them that, but Ryzen G 2200, uh, 99 bucks, uh, quad core, no SMT slash SMT. I call it hyperthreading because most people understand what that is. And it comes with eight uh, Vega core CUs, 99 bucks. That's it's, not bad. It's not bad. You know, uh, a step up from that is the Ryzen 2400G, $169 uh, MSRP, uh, 11 CUs. And what you get with that is slightly higher boost at uh, 3.9 gigahertz and 11 CUs of bigger CUs. And their own numbers from this is from the CES information. This is what we can we publicly know. Uh, 3D Mark Time Spy, they're saying that a Ryzen 5 2400G is uh, the equivalent in gaming, roughly, in Time Spy, of a Core i5-8400, which is 199 bucks, and a GT-1030, which is 89 bucks. Because I will say, there ain't no way you're you know, really doing anything on HD 630. So, And just uh, to go over the specs one more time, the 2400G is four cores, eight threads, right? Yes. Okay. Eight threads, uh, SMT, 11 CUs, and they're saying GT 1030, which is, what, uh, 720 medium, maybe? I mean, but I mean, is, is that mm. is that gaming? 
Is that gaming at that point? Why, why not just get a console at that point? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, 720 medium. Because you can't play League of Legends on your PlayStation. <laughs> you know, I got to... Well, I don't know. I mean, that would be an interesting... What I want to know is if these... if the Well, it's 169 bucks. It's pricier. 11 CUs. I wonder how that stacks up against an Xbox One. What What is it? X. X? S Pro? S I don't S even know. X. I, I do wonder. I mean, because it's, is it like an RX 580-ish, maybe? Plus RX 580 in the Xbox One in the PS X Pro? The X, in the, the $500 one, yeah. model is supposed to be roughly equivalent to an RX 580. Yeah. The S model is not. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not so I don't close. think, yeah, I mean, that's, it is decent. I mean, it is, it's it's not really true 4K at 30, at 60 frames a second, right? It's more like 4K at... Eh, I mean, some games can hit it, like like four to seven. You know, yeah, it's All like right. yeah. you know, you can hit 4K on the PC with the 580 in some games too. It depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and this is not a 580. If you're trying, to, if you're limiting yourself to 30 frames per second, it's a lot more doable. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, Chan over on YouTube uh, is wondering why don't they provide more than 11 uh, compute units uh, on the the higher end one? Right. Well, it's I guess. Yeah, go ahead, Brad. You can go first. It's all oh. right. Uh, it's just. This is 169 bucks. Um, there were rumors. I think there was a leaked story saying that there was a part with 25 CUs or 20 CUs spotted in some database and benchmark database. Hmm. Yep. So it is possible they will push out higher end versions of these things. But you, you got to remember, it's it's all on it's it's all on uh, uh, in a CPU package. You've got to cool it with a cooler. It's you're going to get a thermal. You're going to run into thermal and power issues. These things have to work on sort of existing, you know, AM4 boards. If you're using too much power and they're say like, hey, you need this X number, you know, higher end motherboard to run this, that may not really work out for people, especially the APU buyer. The other thing you got to remember is um, in a video card, even, a, you know, the lowly GT 1030, it's got its own local frame buffer running GDDR, you know, five probably. Right. So mm-hmm. y- the only memory you're going to get it, get out of an APU is your main system memory and G and, and DDR four. Is it does not hold a candle to GDDR5. The performance is, is not going to be fantastic. And you will get more performance by running the memory speeds at higher clocks, but then you're running into paying more money to get how much performance, you know? I am curious to see because the older APUs were on the older AMD chipsets, so they used DDR3 memory at the time. So I am curious to see when these comes out whether or not, you know, faster DDR4, because it's so much faster than DDR3 was, how much of a difference that makes. Right. But what I was going to say earlier is pretty much what you were saying. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason we only see 11 Vega compute units is the same reason we don't see an R7 version of, a Ryzen 7 version of this. It's because it has to fit in the socket. and You're fitting in a CPU and a GPU with these. So hmm. it has to fit and it has to run cool and it has to be able to work on a low-end A320 board just right. as much as it works yep. on a high-end X370 board. And it is, I mean, I, I guess I do wonder, like, this is already 170 bucks. How much is somebody really going to pay for an APU? You know, <laughs> yeah. are you going to pay $500? I mean, we're, we know full well from Intel's experience with, you know, their their Crystal Well, their Broadwell. Well, of course, people said they wanted it, but I don't know if they ever sold any. You know, the ones with the large uh, mm-hmm. embedded uh, DRAM that they had. Yep. It was like, you know. It wasn't. It was definitely really good performance for Intel Integrated because he got Iris mm-hmm. Pro out of it. But hell, it was like three hundred dollars. <laughs> right. But if this turns out all right, this ninety nine dollar one, get yourself a nice fifty dollar A three twenty motherboard. You could have the 
core of a good system right there for 150 bucks. Yep. Yeah, Very curious to see where this lands, actually, uh, when it comes up. Uh, big Green Thugs on, um, on Twitch uh, saying, I wonder how many Vega uh, compute units they could squeeze onto a Threadripper. <laughs> they do have those dummy dies, right? <laughs> yeah. Huh, that'd be interesting, right? I mean, could, could, it, it, <laughs> is, is that an option, though? I mean, you know, if, if, if graphics cards are, are such a hard time, you know, what if they're like, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll start going more down that route, you know? Integrated, you know, I don't know. Integrated takes off. This is Integrated's time to shine. I, I don't think that's, I, I don't think the engineering it would take to do that is really worth it. Yeah, because because I mean, in that market, people usually have more money to burn anyway. Yeah, you're buying a six hundred dollars CPU. Those are professional level people that are buying those parts. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't see. Well, but I mean, for somebody like me, you know, uh, like for video production, I I need high, uh, you know, high core count, but I don't necessarily need a, you know, a a beefy GPU. Right. But I'm just saying combined with the engineering that would need to happen to make it work. I think for them, I think. I, I could see them making a business decision of, well, if you're already buying this kind of processor, you're not going to sweat pay another, I don't know what, a minimum 40 or $50 just to be able to output two monitors. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, this, it's so funny because I was just thinking of the conversation um, I used to have with somebody at Intel and it would be, you know, for years and years, I was the worst, I, I, frankly, I they, like, I'm sure the the graphics team at Intel is like, they have pictures of me with like, you know, darts in it. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> just wire this sucks it sucks this graphic sucks it just sucks it, every time it was just like, it's like it sucks it sucks and then it was like sandy Bridgie came out which you know for people who don't remember this was a you know a uh, six core eight core cpu that you know you, you could run uh uh, they had, you know, uh, quad channel uh, uh, ramp support. It's like, wow, this is pretty awesome. You know, quad channel ramp support, you know, really nothing uses this. Uh, but, you know, it'd be actually kind of cool if you had integrated graphics on this. Like, you've been saying this thing sucks for years. And now you want to, like. <laughs> Big fat dart for I that just, one. You do want to kind of wonder, like, wow, you know, you know, Threadripper, you know, uh, Skylake X with the quad channel memory controller. It's like, yeah, you know. You could take some more advantage of that that memory bandwidth available in those platforms, but then at the same time, it's still just a damned IGP, and you're squeezing into a little, <laughs> you know, under a little heat spreader, and you're trying to keep that cool. The CPU is already hot as hell anyway, and you're going to put the graphics in there. It's just not not <clears throat> practical, right? Well, I yeah. I have uh, I have one more uh, use case to uh, to throw out here. You know, during the the GPU drought. Hmm. Um, you know, we we got to see the GeForce Now on PC beta at CES, uh, and uh, you know we we got some codes, and, and I, I've been testing it out. It's not bad. It's not bad, especially you know, like I I, I even tried it on my my Surface Pro three, hmm. uh, you know, just to see how how it was there, and I mean it ran mostly fine. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a great <laughs> experience. <laughs> what were you running? But. Uh, well, what did I try? I tried uh, Battlegrounds uh, okay. just to see. Uh, I tried. I've been playing um, uh, the. No, I, I didn't try that. Hold on. A game. A yeah, game. Yes. I plan, on, I plan game. on testing that out more this week. <sighs> no, myself there was to see because that seems like that'd be a great option for people. It is. Who, oh, like if option. your graphics card dies and you can get in on this and still play your games for 
free until you can afford a new graphics cards that'd be great yeah but no doom 2016 that's like that that's fast fast pace you know you you need a uh, high frames uh to not get sick on that reasonable so yeah right you know so and and like i said i mean it's it, if if you were to present to me uh you know a 160 dollar apu uh at medium 10 7, uh, 9 uh 720p uh or geforce now you know i mean depending who knows it's just a beta you know there's no prices or anything but i mean that's not a bad option either it's right? a good option if you have an internet connection that will actually support it yeah right but and, and just so people know because i don't think people anybody's seen it actually run but it works with your steam collection right adam mm-hmm. Uh, and you play? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and you whatever play. you you sign in. <laughs> yeah. You, but not Origin. I just I'm just trying to think of well, Origin the DRM is not that bad. I'm just I was like, man, I I just think of the supercomputer they have just to handle you plays DRM. You know, just kind of like. <laughs> well, and yeah, you, you like the the first time that uh that I I loaded it up, uh, it had me sign into Steam with just a normal Steam prompt, uh, and it was actually just a Windows 10 like desktop. Like, I even tried to poke around a little bit, and they were like, oh, no, you can't do that. Uh, you know, so I, I signed into to my services, and, and my library was, you know, right there for, for you. So I, I tried to, yeah, tried to see what the, you know, the configuration was <laughs> in whatever theoretical cloud system they have. But, yeah. Have you just segued us to the part three section there? Uh, we can, yeah, if, if, if we want to. Well, how to fix it? Is that part of how to fix it? Uh, just move to the cloud everybody give up right yeah i mean uh, before we do that though you know i I do want to give a quick shout out for the people who've uh who've who've shown up late on youtube and facebook uh pc world is now on twitch well that's what i was going to say we're streaming live on twitch as well so you know and not just this show we're going to be doing pc builds and game streams and stuff so uh twitch.tv forward slash pc world us uh, you know, definitely, definitely go give us a follow. We're, we're going to do some fun stuff over there. So now back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> I did want to say one quick thing before we move on to the uh, final segment is that, um, so all the options I mentioned for pre-built, it's not limited just to 1080p. Again, in the article, I did find a 1440p option, which is actually a pretty good one because you can configure it to your heart's desire or you can get what you want. Um, and then we, there is a 4K option. So if you really want a GTX 1080, uh, 1080 Ti, that's probably your only way of getting it without paying like $1,300. <laughs> yeah, just getting a pre-built box. And yeah. everybody has them. I mean, all right. the vendors, they have no problems getting these cards. So. Yeah. I do think so if you're interested in that, you should definitely go check okay. out Atlanta's article. It went up yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Desktops that offer a better value than DIY. There's a lot of stuff there that we didn't cover yet. It's yeah, all very interesting. It's, I, I will say that I am really glad that there are multiple options out there because, you know, say if you don't want to buy a whole new system, you have that potential option of GeForce Now. But if you have, if you're like in rural parts of the country and you just can't get a solid broadband connection for that, then you can still buy a pre-built system. You know, because if it was only one option, man, there are certain people who would just be so (laughs) stuck. I'd be in trouble if it was where I live. I live very rurally in New Hampshire and on my road, because I live on the main road, I have broadband, but a lot of my neighbors don't. They don't even have it as an option. So GeForce Now wouldn't work for them. So you just sell them some of your broadband over Wi-Fi, long-range Wi-Fi or something? <laughs> so, like, they're stuck on, like, dial-up mm. or just really slow broadband? Probably cellular. Yeah, or we have Verizon Network out here, stuff like that. Just Ooh. crappy options, rural options. <laughs> God, gaming Ouch. over LTE's got to be pretty ugly, I bet. Yeah. Mm. There are definitely people who 
treasure their unlimited plans from what I can tell. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying on uh, on YouTube that yeah, data caps are is is what would ruin it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So, fixing it. How do we fix this? I, I have no ideas. I mean, how do you? Besides, that's why I thought that All was right, a good well, segue. Thanks, thanks, guys. One way to fix is just to give up. You just, you just give up, right? You get right now GeForce Now. It's in beta. You can apply for it if you're lucky. And you're like, hey, can I have this winning lottery ticket for a million bucks or GeForce Now? You probably should take GeForce Now at this point. So. And that's in beta. It's free until it exits beta. They have not said when it's going to exit beta. Uh, they had prices announced last year that were kind of high. I'm not sure if those <laughs> yeah. are going to be the final prices either. High as in like, we're well, just making these prices up. Yeah, they were like. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, it's free if you get in. So How? if you get in, you can sign up for that. You can, you know, play your whole Steam selection and stream it over the internet like you do Netflix. So <laughs> How much was it again that they were quoting last year? Like their oh, idea? It was, was it 30 uh, a month, was it? Well, it depends on what resolution, too, right? Oh, you want to play 720p? It was 30. Yeah, it depends on the quality. It was enough that me and Gordon got drunk in Vegas and did a whole (laughs) episode mocking them for the prices. Yeah, (laughs) it was really like 1080p. (laughs) Like, when you're like, you're going to charge us? Like, I want 4XAA. What's like, next? It's five bucks for that? (laughs) It's just like, no, turn that off. Hey, there are a lot of alternative options to that that are popping up now. So I would be surprised if those wind up sticking once it actually exits beta. Yeah, I was just curious. Like, is Liquid Sky still a thing? Like, what other options are there? Yeah, we we got some. Guys around that yeah. was announced for PCs last year. I tested it some during the summer. I never wound up covering it because it was very rough beta mm. at the time that I was testing it. Uh, and I didn't want to dump on them before they were ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but at the time that I tested it last summer, I was trying to play Doom 2016 because I consider that the go-to game to test mm-hmm. stuff like this. And it was unplayable. So, But they might be different mm. now. I believe they have free signups, and you can watch ads to earn free time. So I might want to get that a shot, too. Well, we, we've got uh, at least one person over on Twitch who says uh, they've tried it. Yeah. That it worked well. So It's really surprisingly good. good. I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. It, it, GeForce Now is very impressive. I don't know if I'd pay 30 bucks for it. Probably not, because I, I have a gaming PC. But <laughs> it is See, really if my, impressive. See, if my graphics card died, I might pay 30 bucks for it. Float out for, you know, 30 bucks for two or three months and hope yeah. things die down. Well, yeah, two or three months, <laughs> but not like a whole year. Whew. Well, no. but it's still cheaper than an Xbox, because you already have your... You have your... <laughs> You have your Steam collection. If you have, a, you know, three or four hundred dollars in games on Steam, which is like five hundred okay. games. However, then. Gordon, I will say the counterpoint to that outside of games like League and, you know, things where it's constantly new because you can log in and it's all about, you know, other players. If you already have the game, then you're not really going to care about new games that your system can or can't support. You're only going to care about that if you're trying to buy the new game and your video card isn't going to play it at an acceptable, you know, frame rate or graphics quality. So then in that case, the console could actually work as an option, as Brad pointed out. I don't know, though. I just think we're saying that if you basically can you can play a new game and run it on GeForce now because you're running uh, what? 750 Ti. That's assuming you live in a place with broadband, though. Well, yeah. Different strokes we sort of for assume different folks. That. I mean, <laughs> and you can get into the beta. What if so? If you're on dial-up, what do you do if you have a game console? 
I mean, same problem. Not playing, the games all have to run. But yeah, a lot of them have day one patches, but they have to run out of the box. Yeah, the yeah. day one patch is like bigger than the game itself. It's like, you know. <laughs> that is a fair point. It's like a that six a terabyte, like I only have a four terabyte drive. It's like <laughs> the patch is six terabytes. I will say one of my biggest beefs with uh, the Xbox One is how many freaking system updates they're constantly pushing now. Yeah. And they're con- and they're not small ones either. They're so A lot of times they're like three or four hundred megabytes. If you have a data cap that's relatively low, I mean, that stuff will eat it. Or no broadband. Yeah. You're just, it's, what do you do? It's, it is just very annoying. Days. It's very annoying. I do wish that Microsoft hadn't completely abandoned its rural customers, which is one of the reasons why so many of them loved Xbox 360. Is because that they could just play without having to connect to the internet. I wish they would make an option where you could like download the patches onto a USB drive and then like patch, you know, the system yeah. that way. Because then that way that those people could go to like their local like library or some other place that does have broadband, download the patches work. there. Yeah, exactly, and still be able to you know make the console workable. But now, whew. well, it's a DRM issue though. I, it's just right? it's they annoying. Don't want, they don't want people. If you could install patches to your Xbox games. They, they'd be, you know, they'd be hacked immediately and you can install the patches. And that's what they're Just afraid of. Get into the PC gaming side of things. Another option you could do if you don't want to replace <laughs> your whole system is uh, you could buy one of these PCs that Elena mentioned in the last segment. Take out the graphics card. <laughs> get this whole system for the price of the graphics card. Put in the old graphics card and sell it to somebody. Yeah. And then put the graphics that's card the thing that you that's got happening. into your system. You know, that, you know that you know on eBay and Craigslist. I you know, but I like that I, that suggestion, Brad, because it's not because a lot of people with and you know the the evil side of that the, from the PC gaming side is that people are buying these boxes, ripping the video cards out of them, and selling them without a video card on eBay, and they're not like giving them away. But like, if you wanted to get one of these cards, you could buy the box, you know, swap your old card into the, the new box, and then give that new box to somebody else, you know, or you know. Yep. Yep, and if you even though you're getting like the GTX 1070 system for the price, the inflated price of what a GTX 1070 is these days, so you're getting it for 800 bucks. If you could turn around and sell the rest of the system for four or five hundred bucks, yeah, then you're right where you should be. Just MSRP for these cards. It doesn't necessarily have to be blatant profiteering on that. You could sell it to a friend yeah. that you know doesn't have a gaming rig. They want to graduate from consoles to PC gaming <laughs> with the. <Yep. laughs> I had to get that. I one knew in. you had to slip that in. All right, that's one. That's a really good idea. What else is there besides? I used to think my suggestion was to rob a liquor store, but I don't want anybody to take that as a suggestion. That is uh, not a suggestion. I've been, I've, I've been seeing uh, uh, EVGA Jacob Freeman from EVGA, who's a product manager at EVGA. He's uh, if you follow him on Twitter, uh, I think it's EVGA underscore Jacob, maybe Jacob Freeman on on Twitter, and I've seen other people from the graphics card market do it too he'll tweet whenever hey we're about to put new stock up on the evga website because they sell it directly some of the other vendors do that too and they'll tweet give you okay guys heads up five minutes we're gonna have stock up here get it fast <laughs> it's so. like an amazon lightning deal <laughs> yeah. how yeah. fast can you hit that button and no, check out i think it's more dire than that it's more but like he's also go ahead brad he's also been doing uh, evga in particular has also been doing bundles so like you can get these days, if you go to Amazon or Newegg, you get you'll have to spend eight hundred, seven hundred bucks on a GTX ten seventy. But EVGA has been selling bundled hardware, so they like they're for instance bundling motherboards or their closed loop liquid coolers with GTX ten seventies and ten eighties. 
and selling those for 650 700 bucks so it's like you're getting both pieces of hardware it's actually about the msrp value of what both of them should be so it mitigates it somewhat at least you're getting two new things for the price of what you would have spent on the gtx 1070 alone at a third party site is that directly from evga or do you have to go to a retailer for that uh that was directly from evga oh there's rumors that Micro Center, if you go and talk to a manager and say, hey, I'm going to buy a bunch of components for a new PC, uh, you sell me this graphics card for not these crazy prices that you have up, uh, the managers have leeway to get oh, you a really? deal. You buy multiple components, but you just supposedly have to talk to a manager, and it's up to their discretion. But if you're in a pinch, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> Tip the person $20, <laughs> by the way, works too. Be super nice. Give them the secret signal. Really? That's crazy. That's just like... That's old school. That's the human touch. I like that, though. That that does work, you know? Nice. Yeah, there's different websites like uh, nowinstock.com or .net. I don't know. Nowinstock. There are different websites that you can say, okay, I want this specific part, and I want to spend this much, and you put it in, and then sign up for email notifications, and they'll let you know whenever they arrive on different e-tailer sites. So you could be first to the punch when new stock does arrive. <laughs> You mean like uh, like waiting to buy an iPhone? You just wait outside the store. Oh, you here for the new iPhone? No, I'm waiting for a <laughs> GTX 1050 for $400. Are you in the the, the line for uh, Amazon Go? No, I'm just, I'm just here for, uh, for a graphics card. Oh, my God. that's just. Can you imagine if they ever sold graphics cards at an Amazon Go location? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, those are some really good suggestions, though, Brad. I, I, I like that about following um, Jacob, too. Like, like, I mean... It's interesting that they let people know, like, hey, we're shipping these out. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you then have to raise the speculators that are buying all those cards and reselling them at, at twice the value. So, yeah, yeah, but they're probably not following, you know, the product manager on Twitter. So they might be now, Brad. <laughs> right, now they yeah. are. Oh, I wanted to tack on to that suggestion. Um, Twitter does offer notifications. So you can actually follow someone's account and choose specifically to get mobile notifications or text message notifications every time they tweet. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's how a I got good, my switch. Uh, yeah, it's a good way to pair things uh, together to be like ready right on the dot when that link goes up. Oh, no. I don't have any more suggestions off the bat, but I've seen that from a couple of different vendors on Twitter. So if you're really looking for a graphics card, it might be worth looking around for verified accounts tied to these. Make sure they're verified accounts, if you can, tied to these different companies. Well, over on Twitch, we have a great suggestion. Uh, Bastu, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, he says, uh, why don't you just sign up for GeForce Now uh, and then have the whatever card is in GeForce Now do your mining, and then you get the money from that. You know? <laughs> it's just perfect. <laughs> Boom. Let's see. $3 a day. <laughs> I get that card in two years. <laughs> but, but you don't have to buy anything to mine. You know, you, you <laughs> let, let GeForce do it for you. No, I got, I got, another, this is a crazy thing now. Um, what about going old used older, older generations? How far back can you go? Uh, like if you were to say, let's, let's use it. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm going to use, let's use this example. 750 TI or a, a 7850. Does it make sense to do an, uh, a six series or a seven series or no? I mean, no, duh, a higher if end. If you like have working hardware, if you have a working graphics card in your computer right now, just hold on to it. If you can. Don't try to upgrade. Even the older stuff on eBay or Craigslist or whatever is going for wildly high prices. Like I was, what was I looking up yesterday? A 980, a GTX 980, and they were selling for 350 to 400 bucks, which isn't horrible, 
but it's not great. <laughs> it's definitely not the prices we yeah. saw yeah. when the, the 1080 or 10 series first came out. <laughs> I mean, h- yeah. how many generations back can you go till it's not affected? I, I don't think buying used is effective right now in general, yeah. unless yeah. you happen to have a, yeah. find a good deal. Even looking right now uh, at uh, the hardware swap subreddit, it's not as bad as eBay, but it's still inflated. Mm. We have a, a 460 back on that wall over there, you know. Uh, we could always <laughs> pop that in. So, like, 460 would not be bad. <laughs> so, what 1080 Ti on like Newegg or Craigslist or eBay right now is anywhere from what 1100 to 1300, right? Around. That. Yeah. So, if you buy like direct to from somebody else used uh, through the uh, hardware software subreddit, um, it's like 900 something 920 or 940 which is not as inflated but it's still definitely inflated (laughs) this stuff hurts my heart so bad i know (laughs) yeah you know it's it's... such a good time for pc gaming right now like pc gaming was experiencing a renaissance if where you went to ces there's pc gaming everywhere but anybody who actually tries to get in on that now is just boned between getting smashed in the face with the ram and the the gpu um it's crazy. I, I just want to mention, I was looking at, because I have like a stack of 580s just moldering away from forever. And these are, <laughs> at one point, these were very high-end cards. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder where they are in the power band these days. It's like, damn, like a 1050, like almost kicks the ass of a, of a 580. It's just crazy. It's just, we're talking GeForce 580, well, folks, I mean, not the RX 580. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, whoa. Well, but hey, if, if that APU is equivalent to a 1030, right? I mean, your 580 is better than that. It is better, yes, 580. But at the same time, 580 is a power hog, too. I was going to so say, the power draw on that is going to be quite different be. than an APU. There's always these weird things that are like kind of screw you, you know, like, like oh, higher ra- higher clock RAM is better, but then costs more money, you know, the old GPU. Oh, and, uh, last question, though. Could you fix it with SLI, Brad? Never. You have That's a trick God. question, Gordon. You can, no, don't if, even. you can if you mine with it during the off-conference. <laughs> even if you had a 7 Series, like a, uh, no, no, just no, no don't I, do it. I, I, don't, don't, do I it. don't consider SLI, or they don't even call it Crossfire anymore on AMD side. They, they got rid of that. They just call it uh, MGPU for multiple GPU. <laughs> really? Uh, it's not even called Crossfire? Uh, yeah, they got rid of that branding 100%. They did. <laughs> did they ever give a reason why? Uh, because DirectX 12 isn't technically Crossfire. It's mm. using the DirectX multi-GPU stuff, and they um, figure it's easier just to use one term for everything. That's fair. Wow. Okay, so that's not a solution either. You just can't, like, if you had a 680, go out and buy a second C- 680 and get <laughs> a little more performance. I mean, you, get, Never. you used to get decent it, amounts. It depends, because the thing is, those cards are still selling for so much to use right now. And in the games that support them, sure, you'll get a little bit extra. But so many games don't support multi-GPU these days that you'd just be paying inflated prices for an old GPU that doesn't work half the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's even, <laughs> just to add to the suckage of that, I tested a laptop. Acer had two 1080, GTX 1080 uh, laptop. Two dual. It had 1080 SLI. In some newer games, it actually decreased performance by turning on SLI, right? It's like, why? I was like, I went in there, turned off yeah. SLI, and I'm like, oh, yeah, look, how great the performance is running on one GPU, and you ran, when you turned it on, for t- it was just, it was ugly. It was ugly. I, I don't know what we're going to do there, so. I know that, that Omen X back there has two uh, 1080s and SLI, uh, you know, and it's just like, that's that's a lot of money already in the, in that case. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know what the hell to do. Uh, any other suggestions? Well, real quick, but I mean, we're talking about what we can do. What can, uh, we, we, we 
we uh, touched on a little bit, but I mean, what can these companies do? You know, how, other than increasing demand or, or trying to say, "Hey, please sell to gamers." I mean, like, what what are the companies doing for us? I thought there was a really interesting comment during AMD's recent quarterly financials, which is not a sentence I ever thought I would say in my life because I'm a person who hates quarterly financials and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, somebody asked Lisa Sue, the CEO of AMD. So, I mean, you know, demand for these things is through the roof. What are you guys doing? Can you, there's been rumors that you guys can't create these fast enough. You don't have the, you know, fabrication capabilities. And she's like, no, we could scale up GPU production if we wanted to, if the, you know, our, our customers were asking that for us. But the problem right now is the RAM prices. Mm. RAM is, or memory prices are such highly constrained and in so much demand right now that she said they would have issues scaling up gpu production because there's so little ram going around these days and that's because of phones right phones tablets everything needs ram these days well plus <laughs> hbm2 is there's sole source right samsung still i think <laughs> nobody else is really making it yet so uh yeah hynix might be but kind of yeah but samsung yeah. is really holding all the but people aren't really clamoring for the vega cards are they well, I think it's just memory in general. No, I know, memory but specific to the HBM2 comment, that's all. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I do think if HBM2 were dirt cheap, they could definitely have ramped up, you know, the Vega launch a little better. That's true. Because, I mean, it does feel like I don't think it was necessarily miners that drove up those Vega cards. It was just simply, oh. Supply. Yeah, they ain't yeah, no HBM2 around. Especially with so many going to Apple, whatever. Apple is getting Vega graphics cards i forget the name of the exact apple because i'm not an apple guy. yeah the imac pro has vega in it and i'm sure they're like this is what you're giving us and amd has to work around that so if there's a <laughs> you know an hbm2 demand then apple's getting first cut it's gonna be the same thing with the new intel chip I yeah think. they get they get first dibs on all that yeah amd kind of amd graphics sort of gets slammed with that because <laughs> they have you know all of, they have to fill the apple order so here's x amount of hbm2s and then now now, Intel is not buying those HBM2s from AMD, I bet. I bet they're buying them directly from Samsung. So now AMD has to compete with, you know, NVIDIA and Intel for HBM2 modules. So they're just like, I guess they're not modules, they're just chips. But it's just kind of like, <laughs> I, I would love to see. I should ask around to see what the cost of four gigs of HBM2 is these days. <laughs> I bet you it's not cheap. <laughs> yes. Yes, that would be. But uh, yeah, that's that's the issue. I mean... If, like we were saying in the beginning of the show, if demand keeps up indefinitely, then s- supply will eventually follow, I'm sure. But at this point, I mean, you just kind of grin and bear it. If uh, the market does keep crashing, I'm sure we'll see a lot of used graphics cards flood the market. Um, I'd be wary, necessarily, about buying a used graphics card from a miner unless you're able to see it working in a system before you do so, just to make sure it actually works. But... Yeah. So waiting not, it out. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, that's a good fix. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could just wait it out. Build the, if you really need to upgrade your system, just upgrade everything else and pop in your old graphics card and just keep on tinkering away. That was my number one suggestion in my how to keep gaming during this crisis article that I did a few weeks ago. If you can, just sit still. Just Put off upgrading for six months and see what happens. Well, <laughs> actually, we had a couple people, uh, somebody on Twitch and then uh, Sharp uh, Sharp at Thunder. 
uh, over over on YouTube saying that the there's some sort of article floating around about a, a wafer manufacturers having a, a 20% price increase uh, in 2018, mm-hmm. you know, and like driving up costs again, and we're just going to continue to see spikes. I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen those articles. I'm not 100% sure about the providence of those. I'm not 100% sure where they got necessarily all that information from. Mm-hmm. But even if they're true, the actual cost of the wafers themselves are such a little part of the cost of actually getting a CPU or GPU that it's not anything to panic over, I don't think. At least not yet. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Well, but those the only places I've seen that are that that info referenced are places that don't directly name sources, etc. So Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. All right. Do you think, you know, because uh, Brad, do you think if, because clearly Volta is long overdue, if it just drops, is it going to help or make it worse or what? I mean, do you think it could uh, help at all? Because suddenly nobody wants to buy these old 10 series cards. I don't know at this point. I don't know what to expect out of NVIDIA. I don't know if we'll see it anytime soon with everything still selling how it is. Why roll out something new? <laughs> Yeah, because they got to move forward, right? You got to move forward. They do, but it remains to be seen. The yields on these two-year-old cards must be so good at this point. You're taking a gamble Mm -hmm. moving to a a more advanced process node to make new chips. That'll probably, you know, give you less return on investment. I don't know. I I can understand why we haven't seen any new cards recently. It bums me out very much, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they even skipped Volta at this point, because Volta's been around since May, I think it was, before Vega came out. They had shown off the data center Volta chip. And with the GTX 10 series with uh, Pascal, they said, hey, here's the data center chip. And then less than a month later, we had consumer graphics cards. And it's been eight, nine months since then now, as far as Volta's concerned. So I'm not even sure if we'll see Volta. We might see the follow-up to Volta at some point. They, I don't know. I I would think they've got to do something. I mean, I, I just I, it is. I suppose that is a really negative side effect here because the only reason why they don't really have to move is they're selling these things out all day. So why why bother? Right. So that's a, actually very negative. And the thing is, we know in technology, you got to keep moving forward. If you just stop, and you know, the shark if the the shark stops swimming, it drowns. So. If we're if we if graphics don't move forward, then what the hell's going to happen to us, right? Going to all just, just like consoles? Just to argue with myself a little bit there. I think they could <laughs> have a reason, Nvidia in particular, to push a next series graphics card just simply because of these fancy G-Sync HDR monitors that they're trying to get out there. Mm. The BFGDs, the TV size ones. The, there's a uh, you know ultra wide monitors that run at. 144 hertz or 120 hertz same deal they have 4k 120 hertz uh monitors that were supposed to come out last summer but they've been delayed to the first quarter and today's graphics cards cannot power that so i wouldn't be surprised to see at least like a high-end 1180 ti or a i can't keep track of these numbers next gen (laughs) (laughs) xx xp yeah (laughs) something at least on the high end that can push 120 hertz 4K monitor, so they can sell those incredibly expensive, valuable monitors that as well. That still sounds like it's going to be a ways out, though, because, I mean, they started showing that off at, what, last year's CES? And we haven't yeah. heard a peep out of them about when to expect those to drop. So it This quarter. 
Supposedly. 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 Yep. So <laughs> it's just like, it almost seems like we have to wait for that before anything else is going to move. Like when they're ready to release those, then we might actually see the, the hardware that could power them. I wouldn't be surprised if they just sit on those until they're ready to release a new GPU generation either. So Yeah, exactly. So it seems a little chicken or egg and that could just be a long time before either appear. See, that's what's bad. You know, you just you just gotta you gotta launch at some point just to, to keep things moving forward. Once you stop, it's it's but, over. I mean, it depends. Do they like innovation or do they like money? <laughs> well, you know, part of that is it feeds itself, right? They you got to keep going. If you don't have goals to move forward, then, you know, you get you get lazy, you get complacent, you start doing you things don't. that aren't, you do things that aren't core <laughs> Sorry, to your, you do things that aren't core to, you know, your business and your customers get, they look somewhere else, they get bored, you know, so. Hell, I mean, I just, yeah, this is just horrible. We've been, we have, graphics cards have not moved much in the last two years, it feels like. So. But there's not, not many places to go, Gordon. Like, if you had a ton of competition, then yeah, though it forced them to keep moving. But as Brad pointed out, they don't have any impetus to move. HDR gaming, you know, HDR panels. I mean, higher. Oh, but still, I mean, most, most small, people are 1080p. Yeah, yeah you it's know. such a small portion of the market. You know, you know what led us, and you know, Adam. Of course, people was talking smack about Intel, but Intel. Everybody gives them, and I've given Intel a really hard time for IGP, which grew out of its integrated chipset way back in the eight ten days. But it made perfect sense. Intel said, "You know what? We're just going to do just good enough." Ninety nine percent of people, ninety percent of people don't play games. All they want to do is load a browser and start Word and Excel. That's it. So that's what our chipset does. They didn't aim high enough with IGP. I mean, really, a lot of the reasons that I think they're hurting today is they decided this is just good enough. Just good enough computing gets you to IGP, what IGP did, which was this <laughs> thing just around Intel's neck forever, right? If they had actually continued to, like, we're going to do high-end graphics, we're going to compete with, you know, NVIDIA and, and, and ATI, AMD, they would not be in the pickle they are right now because they're getting eaten alive by graphics in the data center, so... I think just the whole just good enough is is not what the entire industry aims for. And that that's what leads you to really, really crappy situations. I don't disagree with you. I just think people get really uh, caught up in the uh, immediate circumstances sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I hear and you. And being just, at the top of the food chain. So. It's, just, it's just sad. But, you know, what happens is when you're at the top of the food chain, something comes along and eats you. So <laughs> well, you I, think is, I think today's NVIDIA is a lot more aggressive than yesteryear's intel is as far as staying on top of the technology as well so yeah, yeah. but again uh -huh. i ain't seeing no 1180 volta here right so what's up with that <laughs> so that i'm just the dude who wants to watch the world burn and i'm hoping that all these crashing graphic uh crypto coin prices just keep on going down and <laughs> we get our graphics cards back and there may be 50 extra because ram costs more now that's, yeah that's what i'm hoping or it just comes, I mean, what happens is, the, you know, we have an overcorrection in the market. Suddenly, you know, nobody's buying these things for mining. And then suddenly, holy smokes, I can get a 1060 for $100, right? Which is entirely, I don't, I, I think one day we're going to laugh. We're going to look back and a 1060 will be 100 bucks. I'm not sure if laughter will be the reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It may be more like a, whew, like uh, sigh please, of relief. Please don't have that happen again. I, I yeah, brought exactly. it up like in four or five of these, but last April they were selling a, Four gigabyte RX four eighty for one hundred and twenty bucks. You can find them. So yep, that was less than a year ago. You should have yep. bought ten of them, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
no one knew. All right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, if we have any outstanding questions, because I'm nah, going to wrap we're, this we're up. Good, you know. Yeah, people are just are depressed now, Gordon. Just, yeah, that's no, just like sorry. <laughs> wow, you know, this is what a depressing show. We bummed out the internet. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, everybody. God, that's yeah, what happens have... when you turn forty. You know, you just start to get a little depressed. Hopefully, we have something positive. Hopefully, soon one of these days. But all right, I'm going to take us out so we can go get a stiff drink to <laughs> talk about the more graphics, the situation, and Ram situation. Perfect. Check back in two weeks for your fix of PC hardware on the Full Nerd. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And, of course, leave us reviews there. Every time you do, AMD and NVIDIA have committed to making one more graphics (laughs) card in the market. I'm lying. They're not going to do that. Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I uh, hopefully will have better news one day in the future. <laughs> I'm Gordon Mong with Brad Charkas. Adios, y'all. Elena Yee. Bye, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray. <sighs> Check us out on Twitch. We'll at least play games <laughs> over there. Have try to have some fun. See you. <laughs>